Are you an athletic director or coach looking to make your locker room pop, looking to refresh your look, looking to redo your brand? Well, check out SI Design and Printing. They're going to transform your sports organization athletic facilities into what you're looking for by enhancing the student-athlete experience, boasting the brand, and honoring your past. They do that with banners, backlit signage, locker graphics, window graphics, fence mesh graphic designs, and so much more. If you need a refresh, SI Design is going to help you do that. Check them out online, sidesign.net. And hey, if you're a parent or a grandparent, they've got something for you as well, as SI Design is the leading provider of custom sports prints. They offer a variety of products, including posters, banners, canvases, and more. All you have to do is upload your high-quality studio or action shot, and SI Design will create the memory for you. For more information, all you have to do is go to their website, sidesign.net forward slash sports prints, and you'll get all the information that you need. You can also find them on Facebook. Just type in SI Design and Printing. Give them a call, 254-405-9492, or you can email them, info at sidesign.net, and tell Kyle that Sideline to Sideline sent L4 Media, we talk high school football, 4A, 3A, and 2A in Texas. We talk East Texas sports. We talk NFL, guy talk, movie, and booze. We also talk wrestling and so much more. So like and subscribe and check us out. We hit week seven. That means four weeks away the playoffs start. But first, we got to get through district. Hello, everybody. Terry Bennett, Grant Goodwin here. Sideline to sideline, the three A edition, right here on L Four Media, brought to you by SI Design and Printing. And Mr. Goodwin, we're starting to get into that point of the season where all the games count. Yeah, they do. And like I said on the, uh, I think it was the two A show. This is a time when you see where the pretenders or kind of knocked back down, yep. and the cream kind of rises to the top, right? You can tell who's for real and who is kind of not. They have pretty records. Then they start getting in this time, and they start getting exposed a little bit. And I also do want to point out, though, this is also the time of year where we'll see some teams that might lose, but you go, man, that's a team you don't want to play three three weeks from now or right. four weeks from now, five weeks from now when the playoffs start. Yeah, case in point, Yoakum, right? Yeah, case in point, Yoakum. You don't want to play Yoakum, yeah. man. We're not be in the talk- playoffs. Yeah, we're going to be talking about them this week. As We seem like we're talking about them almost every week. But this is what we do each and every week. Grant Goodwin and I, we talk all things 3A football on the 3A edition of Sideline to Sideline. We'll review week six. We'll preview week seven. And we'll do all that when we come back right here on Sideline to Sideline, the 3A edition. Helmets don't protect every direction of force. And in some sports, uh, a helmet just isn't part of the equipment, like basketball or soccer. Hockey has a small type of helmet. They just don't protect you against all the directions of forces that come into play. You can get forces on top of your head, on the side, on the back, but under the chin, there's nothing to protect that except for a physiologically positioned jaw. Putting your jaw in its physiologic rest position brings the actual jawbone away from the skull so that when you receive that force from an impact, that force doesn't get translated through the joint into that cradle of the skull, injuring the brain.
Terry Bennett, Grant Goodwin, back here, sideline to sideline, the Class 3A edition right here on L4 Media. Uh, we want to also, as always, thank our Franklin sponsor, not only sponsor of the Franklin Lions show that you can hear each and every week where I talk to Coach Mark Fan. And this week's a bye week, so I'm not sure if we're going to skip a week. Some co- I always give that option to the coaches. Some coaches want to skip, others don't. Uh, but you can find them online at shopsmalltownsociety.com. You can see all their collections there. Uh, awesome football game day. We have the Franklin shirt up. Let me take this down so I can actually show that. Uh, we have the Franklin shirt that we have here. I have one that I wear out. You have one that you wear out. We really do appreciate them. Uh, they have a game day gear. They have a game day men and boys set up. Uh, and, and I love and I'm, I'm going to get one here soon. I love the sweater with the it's the old block lions, just a green sweater, forest mm-hmm. green white lions uh, across it looks really good speaking of franklin with the white helmets looking good I, I, they've been kind of changing up their uniforms the last few weeks uh, and they wore white helmets this past week if you want to see some of the video that walter commander sent me i put it up on sideline to sideline anyway we thank shops uh, we thank small town society again you can find them online shop smalltownsociety.com all right grant let's talk week six where do you want to go all right, let's review this whole week six, and let's start with Bushland. Bushland beat El Paso Riverside 63-28. No, no shock in that, right? Bushland is on another level. But yeah. Bushland's Dawson Jaco, the quarterback, I think he broke a school record with eight touchdowns in one game. Wow. Five passing and three rushing. Uh, you know, last week while you were out, I talked to Chris Welch, who does uh, part of the Bushland Falcon media broadcast. And, uh-huh. you know, and he talked about it. And, and uh, one of the reasons I enjoyed him on it, he was very open. Like, look, we've got to figure out defense. That's where, that's where Bushland season is going to live or die in this region. But in saying that, if there's a team that can outscore their way to a region uh, championship, I, I don't think Bushland's too far off with, with Jocko and that running game that's very underrated uh, mm-hmm. and just an offense that just feels like that they can score almost anywhere on the field. I, I know the game. I was more impressed, I think, in Bushland uh, with the loss that we saw against so Canadian. That's where I was going, yeah. Yeah, they were ran out of the stadium in the first quarter, let alone the first half, uh, in Canadian and fight and claw their way back with a chance midway through the third quarter. Yeah, exactly. Just very impressed with that. Against how they a responded. darn good Canadian team, by the way. Uh, yeah, and you know, I think th- that's those kind of things you learn off. That's those th- kind of things you build off going into the playoffs where there might be a situation where they're down a couple scores going into the second half and how they will re-answer it. Now, we know how Lorena likes to answer. Uh, they were in another scrum. We keep telling people, uh, you know, I said it from the very first time when we did coaches school and Mark Fannin came over and he did an interview with us and we were just talking before we started. And I said, give me a team that scares you in district. And I expected to hear the Franklins and up. He goes, Little Rivers Academy. He said, they're they they, they, uh, they they're yeah. a team that last year had some bad luck. They're young. They've got a great quarterback. They take on Lorena, and, man, you want to talk about a classic back-and-forth brawl. Lorena ends up winning at 56-38, to 38, but I'm telling you what, man, the, the Bumblebees are very impressed with them. Yeah, there were multiple lead changes in this game, and then Lorena kind of pulled away uh, to come from behind yeah. late in the game. Lorena's uh, – Braylon Henry had a huge game. He had five second-half rushing touchdowns, and he had a fumble recovery and an interception – both in the fourth quarter. Yeah, very, very impressed. I'm very impressed with both of these teams in this one. Yeah, Caden uh, C- Roberts, quarterback for Lorena, 12 of 17 for 300 
and 27 yards passing. Now we'll see how the Bumblebees react after having that tough loss, and they got to turn around and play Cameron Yo this week. So, and we'll talk a little bit about that in the next segment. But that that's just again shows you the depth of 11-3A Division One. Uh, this was a game we went to last year, and we talked about going to this year. And I'm kind of glad we didn't. Hitchcock uh, destroy Salado 45 to 14 as they were up 45 to nothing yeah. after the first. And you know, last year's game kind of went that way, but Salado actually played themselves back into the game and probably should have won it. Remember they were going in for the drive to, to put the nail in the coffin of Hitchcock and then they that, were, yeah, the quarterback threw that. the interception. Yeah. The quarterback threw the interception and then Hitchcock ended up for winning it. Whatever reason yeah. I remember Hitchcock just running it. Well, yeah, running they, all over Salado. No, they, they did in the first half, but in that second half, okay. let me, let me look up the score to, to get the complete. For I some reason remember. I was thinking, Hitchcock kind of yeah 35 30 uh, oh, okay yeah Hitchcock was it was almost the we same there, way right? yeah we were That's there Rudder my Stadium. memory is uh, but but no I mean it, it almost played out the same way because I want to say that Hitchcock scored most of their 35 in that first half last year this year though the defense uh shuts down the Eagles and Lloyd Jones 19 of 28 wow. 298 yards passion passing uh, and with passion uh Keel Sean Johnson had six catches for 155 yards I'm excited. We, we've already booked this one. You know, we always joke that sometimes we don't know where we're going from week to week. We know where we're going, not this Friday, but next Friday, because we are going to be in Hitchcock to watch what I think is just going to be an absolute barn burner of a game. Columbus coming in in the big 12 3 Division One showdown next week. Yeah, Columbus uh, uh, at Hitchcock ought to be like playoff atmosphere. So I can't wait to get down there next week. A game that we were also at last year in the same weekend because we went to see Columbus on Friday, Hitchcock on Saturday. Uh, this time this game was in Columbus and I'm actually really surprised at how easily Columbus dispatched of Madisonville 49 to 21. Yeah. Much like it was last year, right? Colum or Columbus kind of had their way offensively. Defensively, Madisonville was able to run the ball some, and I think that was kind of like that this year. Uh, going back and seeing some of the uh, film on that, yeah. Madisonville. Well, had last some year success. Madisonville got all their uh, hay on special teams. Remember that Texas yeah, Tech recruit? But they did run. Uh, they did uh, late in the second quarter, early in yeah. the third quarter. They were able to run the football. You're exactly right. And they were able to run the football a little bit on Columbus, but I mean. The, I don't know how many defenses are going to be able to hold Columbus this year. Yeah, that's you. That, no, uh, and you know, last year, I mean, Shovel and Whitehead. I mean, that's a one-two punch right there. That that I don't know how you're going to stop that. And last year, you know, it wasn't that Hitchcock really stopped Columbus. They just outscored them in the end, 33-28. Right. Uh, I, I think it's, you know, again, this is two weeks away. And and speaking of, both of these teams have got hell of games this week that we're going to be oh, talking yeah. about. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, we, we kept telling people, man, this this district, Division One. Uh, this region, Division One, is just a a, a gauntlet, and, and it started for all these teams. That's this is where it gets fun. Speaking of Franklin, twenty five fifteen over Rockdale. A little surprised by that. Yeah, Rockdale's a lot better though than what a lot of people think. Yeah, I, I really I, do. I, I, yeah, I mean, you go back and look at what they've done this year. They haven't been impressive, but they've been in these games pretty much. Yeah, right. Yeah. Except for, I think, uh, Jim Ned beat them pretty bad. Yeah. Well, that was, that was before, Jim that was before Britain lost their dead, quarterback. Right? Yeah. yeah. 
Um, uh, in fact, I think that's the game he got hurt in, actually. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, stepped you stepped on the down box of you, all things. Uh, you look at who Rockdale, who's one in four, they lost to Teague 28 21. We've talked about Teague all year. Mm-hmm. Lost to Taylor, who's been a little bit of a surprise 39 to six. They beat Lexington and they lost to Jim Ned and they lost to Franklin. They have basically an elimination game this week against Troy, and that's just to see where this district fills out at the bottom. That's a game you want to pay attention to. I do feel though also, and this is just me and I, I, we do a Franklin show, but this is something I've never brought up with Fannin. I do feel like the weight of the win streak at times, whether you try to or not, it it starts to weigh on a program. We're talking 37 straight wins now. It does. And if it doesn't weigh on them, it's like second hat every time you walk out on the field. And when you've got a lot of 15 to 18 year olds, 17 year olds. Yeah that are used to just walking out and sometimes you just get a little bored maybe. Well, and every know. team is looking at you as you're their, you're their Super Bowl. You're getting their best shot. Yeah, you're going to get their best shot. And you yeah. can see that through the week. So, you know, uh, Die Ball and Jasper, and those are two really good programs. And Rockdale and Woodville week one. Again, let's remember, that was a three-point game that uh, Franklin had to come back from. Yeah. But at the end of the day, man, Franklin is still Franklin. Yeah, they're a machine. All right, La Vega, 28, Yoko, We could 21. just call this, uh, we, we just call this a, region one, a Region 3 show. Yeah, it really yeah. was. 28-21, uh, as you said. Yoko, man, you, you brought it up. There, there are teams that have records that you kind of go, uh, but then you start to pull back and see who they've lost to. Uh, they're four and two on the year. They beat Yo. They lost to Quero. Uh, they beat Lavaca. Port Lavaca Calhoun has had a, a nice start to their season. And then they, I think I'm impressed that they held La Vega to 28 points. This is a La Vega team. If you don't listen to the 4A show, this is not your old La Vega that holds everybody to 14 points and they score 21 points. Right. They can score with anybody. It's actually La Vega who struggles to stop teams. So I was impressed with the Bulldogs holding that pirate offense to 28 points. Look, I went back today at lunch and watched the uh, Quero Yoakum game. And I came out of that impressed with Quero, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. That's 4A show. Uh, I was very impressed with Yoakum. I, I, look, Yoakum has a chance to make it to Arlington. That's oh, yeah. how good they are. Clean up a few mistakes. I, Yoakum is as good as anybody to put your money on. No, I, I totally agree with that. All right, where are you going to go next? Uh, Mason, 14, wall seven. Yeah. Does this surprise you a little bit? Well, I, I would say yes, but also no. I mean, when you look at Mason, they're undefeated. And it's funny, the very first game of the year we talked about, we've talked about them a couple times on the 2A show, talking about who they beat. Maybe it's time we actually focus on Mason uh, on the 2A show because they beat Coleman to start the year 29 to 20. And I remember right. we were all like, wait, is, is, is Coleman down? What's happening? Uh, but the punchers are still undefeated. Uh, Wall scored in the second quarter. Then Mason scored in the third quarter. And then Mason scored in the fourth quarter. And that was it. 14 yeah. to seven old school West Texas slugfest. Uh, the game was lived in between and that the was in the puncher dome in the puncher dome. I think it was easy to go to the puncher dome and walk out victorious. Not right that. now. And, and you know, it, it, it's kind of funny because after that state championship of 2018, since then they've kind of just been an eight and four, nine and two team. And people have, kind of forgotten about them. I, I think it's time to start talking about the punchers. The crazy thing is this is all done with basically juniors. This wow. is a young team. Of course, when you're running that old school wing tee, those kids know that they, they know those four plays in the back, you know, in their oh, head, yeah. Uh, yeah. and they always play a good defense. So I, I'm not surprised by this and this doesn't affect my wall belief. Anyway, wall right before district probably just got an a, a opponent that was a little bit tougher than they thought they were going to be. Yeah. Holiday 31 Snyder zero most complete game of holiday for the year. 
you know, the, the defense so. has been there except for the Jim Ned game. Uh, Jim Ned kind of took them to the woodshed, but I think that that was one of those losses that kind of helped Holiday because yeah. for the last few years, the only team and that's you, done that's Gunner. Yeah, and you got to think Holiday is going to get stronger as the year goes on because of learning the new offense. Yeah, right? learning a new offense. Kyle Atwood there. Of course, we have a Holiday show you can hear each and every week here on the network. Um, and I, the, we we're going to enter. We normally actually do the show before the day of that we're recording this, but it got pushed to tomorrow. And I guarantee you, the first thing he's going to say is that's the most complete game we've had. Yeah, uh, not only defensively, uh, but being able to score on a solid Snyder team that defensively is a really good for a team. Um, I I'm just very impressed with the win. Yeah. All right. And then Tide Haven 15, East Bernard seven. I'm really, really impressed with this one by both teams. Well, actually, I, I you know I kind of. Honestly, I kind of thought Todd Haven would come in and uh, have their way with these. Really? I did. I kind of did. Uh, you know, I don't know. I it didn't take anything, any shine off Todd Haven for me, but I thought they would handle East Bernard a little bit more than a touchdown. But, you know, Joseph Dodds, quarterback, had 106 yards rushing and uh, on 29 carries, uh or well, that is a running back. Uh, Cade Russell threw twelve of twenty for one hundred and twenty-four yards uh, passing. So you know, I, to me, it was kind of pedestrian for Todd Evans. I don't disagree with that. I just think East Bernard's better than what we think. I know I, they they might be, they might be. But if Tide Haven is what I think they are, and I think they win this by two or three touchdowns, I don't know. It, it's a little early, but. That's kind of my thinking right now. No, I don't have a problem with that. I, I just think East Bernard, you know, their their losses this year uh, to Edna and Hitchcock, that, that's no shame. And then the no. Tidehaven game. Two of the best um, They beat, teams. I know I know Shiner is down, but they still, East Bernard beat Shiner last week, uh, 49 to six. And let's remember, this is, the, the, for, this is one of those games that I think Tidehaven, it, it feels that it's a big rival and East Bernard's like, eh, okay, sure. Well, Actually, when you bring up East Bernard's resume, that brings me back down to earth a little bit. Maybe I'm not as surprised that it was yeah. only 15 to 7 because, honestly, I haven't, you know, on the Brahmas this year, I hadn't been paying as much well, attention. Well, yeah, because, I mean, so. we, we did a show last year. We're not this year. Last year they were terrible. Uh, basically, if you want me and Grant to do a show – you might have a rough season because <laughs> we've never had what we had last year with all the little individual shows that you and I did that were just, I think at one point they were combined three and 25 or yeah, something. Yeah. It was just rough. All right. We're going to finish up. Okay. So I watched part of this game online. Uh, we do a Canyon ISD show. We've already seen Canadian. Yeah. Uh, we do a Canyon ISD show. So I'm like, okay, I, I want to get to, I've only been able to see highlights of Randall. I thought that they would, Give Canadian a little bit of a little bit of a push. Oh gosh, no! Canadian fifty nine points in the first half. Uh, Cameron Cavalier threw for two hundred and seventy, ran for one hundred and seventy, all in the first half. This was an absolute thorough. I, I mean, I haven't seen and, and Canyon Randall is still a solid team. They're probably going to be a third or fourth place team in their district. But what Canadian did to them, just just I'm telling you, man. I, of all the great Canadian can, wins, 69 yes. to 28 over Canadian. Well, I think they Randall. figured out when I said there was 59, nothing to have. Yeah. Uh, but for all the Canadian teams, and this one has a chance to be one of the greats. Oh, man. Cavalier. I, 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 you can't name, I mean, just how physical they are. That's front. the biggest thing for me is how much physical, physicaler 
how much physicality they have yeah. compared to even some of their Go other physicaler. That's yeah, like physicaler. You think that's yeah. better? Even over some of their state championship teams that were physical, but I don't know. There's just there's an edge about this Canadian team. You saw it when Bushland had kind of brought that game to ten, and you thought, oh, hey, Bushland's on the road, and Canadian was like, yeah, no, it's time. We've got three they plays. That, yeah, we've yeah. got three plays. We know that are about to work, and they literally went like seventy yards in three plays and scored a touchdown. And yeah. Bushland was never able to respond. Yeah. Anyway, all right. That is week six in the books. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk week seven preview and Coach X right here on Sideline to Sideline, the Class 3 edition on L4 Media. Are you an athletic director or coach looking to make your locker room pop, looking to refresh your look, looking to redo your brand? Well, check out SI Design and Printing. They're going to transform your sports organization athletic facilities into what you're looking for by enhancing the student-athlete experience, boasting the brand, and honoring your past. They do that with banners, backlit signage, locker graphics, window graphics, fence mesh graphic designs, and so much more. If you need a refresh, SI Design is going to help you do that check them out online sidesign.net and hey if you're a parent or a grandparent they've got something for you as well as si design is the leading provider of custom sports prints they offer a variety of products including posters banners canvases and more all you have to do is upload your high quality studio or action shot and si design will create the memory for you for more information, all you have to do is go to their website, sidesign.net forward slash sports prints, and you'll get all the information that you need. You can also find them on Facebook. Just type in SI Design and Printing. Give them a call, 254-405-9492, or you can email them, info at sidesign.net, and tell Kyle that Sideline to Sideline sent Terry with the Grant Goodwin back here, sideline to sideline, the 3A edition. Uh, thankfully, this is the, really the last week of the mass buys. You still have some districts that rotate their buys through, uh, but we'll be back to probably a little bit meatier schedule uh, next week uh, again. A little bit of a shorter show this week, but we still have some great games. But before we do that, I want to thank Munster Chamber of Commerce. They've this is now their fourth year that they've advertised their Oktoberfest with us. It's this weekend, October sixth, seventh, and eighth. I'm going on Sunday. You're going on Sunday. You're driving gonna, up to Munster, Texas for that. Yeah, you're gonna do the wiener dog race. I don't think they're uh, gonna let you. I think that's you... on Saturday. Oh man, you're trying to repeat and your I can't championship. Eat the, uh, do the bratwurst contest. Why is it on Saturday too? Yeah, I think so. I think, I, I think. I think. I think. You're home. see. I think this is we're seeing Grant married and the true leader of the couple making smart decisions going we'll go but we'll go on sunday yeah until i have 19 oktoberfest beers yeah and then we gotta uber home and leave the truck up there <laughs> from monster to lewisville <laughs> holy crap how much you want to bet that would cost somebody email us grant and terry at uh s2s.com just play on your app just say monster to lewisville texas and just get tell us what the, i'm gonna say 1800 bucks what do you think? Eighteen hundred. Yeah. What? How There's much do no you think? Way. How much do you think it would be? Like a hundred. Dude, from studio to your place, I've done that is almost seventy bucks. Okay, where are you getting seventy to eighteen hundred? Uh, Munster. It's considered over two hours. That's. Oh my god, <laughs> you're wrong. All right, just you're, somebody check it out. Bell. Let us know. Okay, so wrong then you bell. tell me. You, you tell me a number. Okay, one forty. 
140 bucks. Are you serious? You really think it's only 140? It ain't 1800. I think it's a lot more. It's closer to 1800 than it is to 140. Uh, anyway, you can check out Munster Chamber of Commerce uh, at MunsterChamber.com. I would do it right now. I'm doing my, it right now. But then I would actually accidentally cancel, not cancel it, and then have somebody trying to pick <laughs> me up in Munster. Munster at three in the morning. Like, can what I are you doing? go ahead and bring this back to football? Yeah, go ahead. Bring your, it, go ahead. BS? Yes, go ahead. God. You always want to have Uber talk. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm such an Uber talking fan. You That's are. All, all right. I do. Bushland versus Muleshoe. Man, this is a great game. Muleshoe is quietly 6-0. and They have a great quarterback in Nathan Martins, who's thrown for about 1,280 yards so far this year. Daniel Sands uh, at running back. Really, really tough uh, offense for this Bushland defense to stop, right? We knew that Bushland maybe gave up some – points earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Muleshoe's going to be able to move the football now. Is Muleshoe going to be able to stop, you know, Dawson Jaco at quarterback, right? Well, yeah, th- that's and the big He's question. got some other dudes, a lot of other dudes around him. I think they do. I think Bushland wins this game, but I could see it being close and Muleshoe having a, a, a shot in this one. Well, and you and I and talked it's in Milshue, I believe. And you and I, as I talked about earlier with Chris Welch, he said, "Look, their biggest issue is playing a team that's just going to play keep away, hold the ball for yeah. you know ten minutes a drive." And I think Milshue is one of those that definitely could do that. But you know what we forgot? What? Listen, uh, we didn't forget. No. I remember. That. I just what did you find out on Uber? It won't even load up Monster from Literally It won't load it up. Because it's so far away. I there's, saw $140 there's on there. There's nothing on there. Look, there's nothing. You're not even. <laughs> oh, like anybody can see that. Oh, there'll be. Hey, we've got conspiracy theorists. They'll be zooming in on that. Oh, my God. All uh, right. But anyway, Coach let me go to Coach X and his weekly diatribe. It's a well-deserved week for old Coach X. I had a meeting with Mr. Musk, and it turns out my copyright on the letter X is not valid. Some guy named Ray beat me to it. Hey, for real, can you imagine being the first non-doctor to see an x-ray? Sir, this is what your arm looks like on the inside. I had these as mio, Santa Maria. That's right. I bet that was such a shock that it would make the person talk a different language. I got to think that even if you were a doctor back then, you had your doubts that you could see the picture of the inside of a person. Here's a picture of Steve's leg, Dr. Brown. Holy shit, that's his bone, Dr. Anderson. Yes, Dr. Brown, it is. That's what the machine de- does. Yeah, I know. You told me it does it, but I was like, there's no way in hell that would work. Now on with the Coach X undefeated picks on the season, 43 and 0. Delivering like Hawaiian punch delivers 10% fruit juice. I love that one. All right. So you have Bushland. I have Bushland. I agree with you, though. I think Bushland, I think Muleshoe can make a game of it. Well, we'll, we talked about this earlier calibration game. This is a calibration game for Muleshoe. We know what Bushland is. Bushland is a region threat. We're about to find out if Muleshoe is going to throw their name in that hat as well. And what did X say? I'm sorry. He said, no, I'm about to read it now. He said, the Bushland is looking pretty strong. Haven't lost a game. I believe they have. I believe that people have been saying that about the Bushland for years, which reminds me of that girl I was acquainted with back in my college days. As faith would have it, she was from Muleshoe, was really good at certain things in life, but not the nicest person. So I got to go with the Bushland to come out on top on this one. Just so you know, though, buddy, they're not unbeaten. They're, they have a loss. So just, just want to make sure we have that right. All right. Where you want to go next? Uh, Malakoff and T. Well, you were, you know, we, we'd been talking Teague and like, w- what is Teague and, and where are they at? And, you know, their only loss was Centerville. It's it, actually Tig. 
And you pointed out. That's what they say. Oh, really? You pointed out that Malakoff, we were going to find out the truth about them. And here we are. And I think you're exactly right. I think yeah. we're going to find out the truth. And I, I think Malakoff's going to not be nice in this game. No, they're not. My, uh, Mike Jones, a quarterback, Chauncey Hogg, a receiver, uh, Jerrion Hall. Dude, I look, Teague's going to come in thinking they got a shot. And maybe they do. Maybe they do. Right? I think they have a shot. And, you know, Tiggs' defense has been solid. They gave up 20 points to uh, Rockdale in week one. And then since then, they've only given up 14 points in the last four games. Yeah. That's pretty nice defensively. But they're dealing with another animal. Yeah. Again, Malikoff Tigers are uh, – Malikoff's going to pull it out. Uh, Figuratively, yeah, I know what you mean. They're I know what you whip mean. it out on them, <laughs> and I, I think you know, Tig's going to keep it closer, uh, maybe for a half. But yeah. Malakoff's going to be Malakoff, and they're just going to be too much for the Lions. I, you know, that Centerville game, and again, I know difference of teams and all that, but the Centerville game has lost a little bit of meaning after what Jefferson did to Centerville. Right. Because it right. wasn't that Jefferson beat Centerville. It's that Jefferson whipped Centerville. Yeah. And, and so I was a little shocked at that. This is another calibration game. This at the is end, a four, two removed calibration. Yes. Doing here. Okay. Yes. And, that, and, and that's where we're at in district at, with, with district play. This is what you're going to get. You're going to get, what we do. Yeah. You're going to get a, a team that's either unknown on unknown of or on the cusp and they're, they're going to get one or two shots in district and this district could get one i think I, I think the lions will beat everybody else in this district and might even name their own score i think Grossbeck could be a decent game but this is the one game to see if the lions are real and, and it's and a, it could still be real but malakoff is just on a different separate level. level yeah i mean they are on, on state championship type level right now all right let's see what and Teague is not yeah i agree let's see what coach x has to say hey guys you know i don't really like to pick malakoff because they have that old man cough that hands out tickets like tic tacs hey side note i drove through huntington this past summer and grant there was a cop sitting there just on the other side of the city limit signs i told you yeah, you weren't making that up i mean no. that huntington's been known for years no. 20 30 Getting years now. every time yep I threw up the I threw the X up and he knew how to keep himself in the car. I don't think that's, that's how what happened. I need to do. <clears throat> he the says, X. okay, he says Tig Tigers are in for a rude awakening. I, I believe just like Grant driving through Huntington. It's the Lions, but we all three agree that Malakoff wins. All right, let's hit some quick hitters before we finish up. Okay. Yo versus Little River Academy. Uh give but, me Academy, but in a close one. Yeah, I was about to say, I this is so it is so weird to say this. For Little River Academy to be playing Cameron Yo to call Cameron Yo a trap game for Little River's Academy, but I think they are. Well, I, I, I like know. I like LRA to win this game, but I I think this is going to be a shootout back and forth. When you have two offenses that are just this potent, it's hard to name a winner by a lot, right? Yeah, and I think Academy's defense has proved to be a little bit better. I think that's the difference. Yeah, but both offenses are just juggernauts, and both right? of them took Lorena to the mat. And both yeah. of them lost at the end, but I think it's going to be a good one. And, and then Hitchcock versus Yoko. Actually, Cameron and Academy might be the game of the week. It really – well, I mean, again, with that district, every week there's a game of the week, if right. not two. Yeah. Um, just like in this district, in 12-3A Division One, you've got Yoakum versus Hitchcock. For all the talk about us going to see Hitchcock and Columbus, which this we're going to go no Yoakum, matter what. Right? Uh, yeah. No matter what okay. happens in this game, we're going next week. But it would not shock me if we're going down and, and Hitchcock has a loss in district. Who, who are you picking in this game? I'm going to go Hitchcock. 
I, I like Lloyd Jones, but I worry, and you and I have talked about this off the air. I am still worried about Hitchcock's lines in good game against good opponents. And I think Yoakum is a, a defense and offensive line that can push Hitchcock around. And if that happens, all bets are off, but I still like the, the Bulldogs of Hitchcock's offense to just be a little bit more. The Yoakum Bulldogs will win this football game. Wow. <clears throat> wow. Sorry, I'm just coughing there. Yes, okay. Yoakum is going to uh, – oh, I moved the light. That's okay. mean to. That's okay. uh, yeah, Yoakum's going to win this football game. I, I am super impressed with what I've seen on Yoakum on film so far. Yoakum will win this game. Uh, take a little bit of shine off of the Hitchcock Columbus game next week. Not for me. If that happens, no, not for me. I, I say that because hey, guess it what? Probably won't. Columbus but, could have a loss as well. They have Hallettsville this this week. Yeah, and I think I think Columbus will beat Hallettsville. Uh-huh. Hallettsville's five and one. Right, their only loss was the uh, San Antonio Piper, like fifty-seven twenty-eight. Yeah. Columbus six and zero, oh, but uh, Adam Schoel and uh, Tavo uh, Whitehead just too much for this uh, Hallettsville defense, I think. So I think Yoakum beats Hitchcock. Hitchcock has the loss, comes in with one loss against Columbus. But, it, yeah, it doesn't take the shine off of it for me. No, 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 not at all. All right, let's see what Coach X has to say about Hallettsville versus Columbus. I don't like to pick against the Explorers so so close to their day, so I won't. The Fighting Chris look like they're primed to make a indigenous. People's Day now. The, make a sale through the playoffs, navigating Region 3 like a man traveling across the Atlantic. Shout out to Jonathan Brooks this past week. Dude was mm. a beast for Texas. Uh, though He'll be a beast they, against this uh, Oklahoma defense. Too. Oklahoma defensive line, too. But because the, I don't think they're any different than the Kansas defense. No, I don't either. I don't either. They just haven't played a tough offense yet. Uh, but the Columbus quarterback is about to put one on himself Friday night. Uh, so we all three believe Columbus. And then we'll finish with Bells versus Gunter. Now, I'll tell you this. Before I saw Gunter, I kind of thought in my mind, hey, I know Bells was losing the last Baker brother, but, you know, they had a lot coming back on their offensive line. They have a really good offensive line. And, you know, this might be the year they catch Gunter. No. No. Because yeah. you know what, folks? I, I Until they get beat, and, and they might not, and it might be even Canadian, even if they get beat by Canadian, this Gunner team right now, right now, is better than last year's Gunner team, period. Oh, yeah. It's I, not even close, in my opinion. Absolutely better. I mean, heads and shoulders better offensively, right? Yeah. I mean, anything. And, and, and even defensively, you know, on the year, let, let's talk about that. They've given up seven, 24, zero, 12 to Brock, and then seven to Gladewater. They haven't even been threatened. The 35 to 12, again, no offense to Brock. That score is not indicative of how much Gunner whipped Brock up and down the field that game. Oh, yeah. And I, look how I Brock really has think... responded by scoring 175 in two games since right. then. I exactly. mean, it, this wasn't, you know, it's the haves and haves. Yes, but, but but Gunner just shows that they're just on another level. And if they stay healthy, I, I think Bells will do what they always try to do and play keep keep away with their slot T. And I think Gunner, you know, I think Bells can score some, and I think it'll be close is early, but I don't think it's close just long. I think Gunner wins I don't by know three touchdowns. If it's close at all. Like I, I like Bells this yeah. year. Yeah, it's I not do. a knock think, on Bells at all. I no, think they're gonna I be just, playing four rounds deep, three rounds deep again. It's just that Gunner and Canadian on are, are on a different level, as is like Malikoff. There's three teams out there, and maybe Columbus though Columbus and you know, but we're talking the top end of the bracket yeah. right now. Uh 
Gunner and Canadian are on Division two. just a different level. Now, when you start talking about Columbus and all those guys, Region one, Division One, yeah, Division One, uh, they're. I would yeah. like Gunner in Division One for a lot of rounds too. I don't know if they'd win it all, but I think they would be competitive. Uh, well, they might win it all too. That's how good they are, man. Yeah, they're old school. Kick your ass with a little re- uh, little quarterback yep. that can scoot. Yep. All right. That's going to do it for Week 7, Class 3A. Again, we'll be back next week, probably with a meteor schedule. All the buys will be out of the system outside of the district buys. But as always, you can find us on Facebook, Sideline to Sideline, on Twitter, at Grant and Terry. Like us. I mean, uh, email us, Grant and Terry at S2Sport.com. Any questions, thoughts, or comments? Until Week 8, he's Grant. I'm Terry. This has been Sideline to Sideline, the 3A edition, brought to you by SI Design and Printing. Power Plus Mouth Guard, Small Town Society, and Munster Chamber of Commerce on L4. Now